You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Random Fit, where I, one of your co-hosts, Ken Miller, am joined by Miss Wendy Batts. Wendy, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ken. How are you? I am well. I am well. And uh, for this episode of Random Fit, we are going to talk about a topic that we kind of sprinkle every now and then with our other episodes. The term exercise is medicine. So when we talk about exercise as medicine, again, talking about random fitness, talking about fitness topics, things we do to get healthy, stronger, achieve our fitness and wellness goals, but uh, you can't get away from talking about exercise being a form of medicine. So Wendy, I know this is one of those uh, topics that you like to show in examples of, okay, what does exercise do for the body? What does it do for mental and wellness, uh, well-being? So what, what's, what's your initial thoughts when it comes to exercise being a form of medicine? Well, you know what? I think uh, if you ask me that straight up, I mean, exercise is medicine. And I do feel like we play, especially as personal trainers, um, manual therapists, obviously, if you have that scope of practice, uh, athletic trainers, we all want the same thing, which is everyone to feel better, move better and perform at their highest level without pain, without chances of injury or reducing chances of injury. All of that to me kind of fills this realm of exercise as medicine, or I often say movement as medicine, and it's kind of the same thing. And, you know, when we started talking about this topic, we had gotten questions. So we do appreciate all of our listeners for always tuning in. But we, uh, Ken and I obviously did a podcast a, a couple of weeks ago on the top tw- uh, 20 worldwide fitness trends for 2023. And number 15 was actually exercise as medicine. And, you know, so, you know, it's not just a term that's thrown out there. This is something that's actually making the fitness trends survey. And I found that very interesting because I didn't realize that it was number seven in 2017. And then number 12 in 2018 and 10 and 19. And so it's kind of been jumping around to now it's number 15. So it is something that I hope is here to stay because, you know, if you think about the father of medicine, you know, especially scientific medicine, why don't you tell us a little bit about him? Because he's been around for a lot longer than us. (laughs) Well, you have to go all the way back to, let me just make sure I got the years straight. Um, you know, he was around from 460 to 370 BC. So we're talking about Hippocrates, the great philosopher Hippocrates. So uh, when it comes to how he influenced the term, basically he was the first guy to say, hey, you need to exercise in order to get over this um, this infirmity. So you're not feeling well, exercise is what you need to do to change your situation. So him being the first person to say, hey, exercise is going to make you better. It's going to help you get over this this situation, this physical um, condition that you're in. And from there, you know, you can't help but look at, you know, over the years, um, other philosophers that have used exercise in their in their thought process as far as getting over, um, you know, being in a deconditioned state and all the things that that are, are affected by better movement, such as, you know, just being stronger and being able to take care of yourself, but also from a mental 
standpoint. And again, we can't talk about medicine in this day and age without talking about medications to overcome depression and, and, and mental situations like that. But research has shown that just by exercise alone, you can go ahead and, and make improvements from the mental as well as the physical side itself. But when it comes to Hippocrates, he was the first person to say, hey, exercise is your best route right now to get better and to improve your situation. Well, yeah, and it's going to actually enhance your activities of daily living. And if you kind of really think about it, exercise is the one thing that you are in, you're in control of. You have to make time, you have to schedule it, and you have to perform exercise that's going to benefit you. So you want it to be challenging. And that's number one is finding the time number. That's usually the number one challenge. But once you get going, you know, this is a long term and a short term benefit that can last a lifetime because it's going to help with your bone density. It's going to help you know, really, if you're doing and challenging your balance, it's going to help you, especially as you age, because we've seen what happens when people fall and um, they're, you know, an elderly client, even if they're an active older adult, um, you know, breaking a hip can can lead to death. And so, you know, we want to try to think that movement is medicine, exercise is medicine. And, you know, I think however you want to term it. I mean, I know that now it's a global initiative for ACSM and I appreciate that. And they're really trying to connect physicians. I think that's, what's really important now is, you know, we've always looked at Eastern medicine, you know, instead of just prescribing drugs, you know, what else can we do to help someone move better and, and be able to feel better overall. And we know that exercise can help lower cholesterol. We know that it helps uh, lower blood pressure, we know that it actually helps in preventing death, um, you know, and it's even shown to help people that are going through cancer treatment to help them, you know, with some of the side effects of fatigue and depression and, you know, overall just anxiety of that alone. So unfortunately, as cancer is on the rise, we have ways that exercise can help that as long, but you've got to be, you know, obviously you want to do research before working with a client um, going through some kind of chemo and radiation treatment. But it has shown to also be beneficial in those those incidents, instances, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think one of the things that we have to make clear, Wendy, uh, since you're bringing up all those points, blood pressure, cholesterol, um, and other situations that can be improved through exercise, that we are not making <laughs> suggestions that, okay, stop what you're doing with your treatment for, for other diseases that, that may be a situation in your life or somebody in in your life who, who might be going through those things. We're not replacing um, actual medical care by saying, hey, just go work out, right? That's <laughs> the last thing we're saying right now. Um, no. But I, I will say that with cooperation, like you're saying, Wendy, with, with the American, American College of Sports Medicine's initiative to help people get better through exercise in conjunction with medical supervision if that's the case we we want to say that we are in full cooperation with medical professionals and they definitely with their scope of practice supersede anything a personal trainer might say despite the fact that yeah you can get better but we're not we're not giving medical advice uh but we are saying through this podcast that hey something to look into and if your doctor is in support of it and it's not contradictory or can make something worse that you're currently going through, then, you know, it's something to, to look at because the research does support you getting physically better with exercise in conjunction with, with other, 
other medical situations that you may have going on. Mm -hmm. And today on Random Fit with myself, Wendy Bats and Ken Miller, we're talking about exercise as medicine. And, and again, you know, this goes all the way back to her, uh, I can't even say his name, geez. And, <laughs> but um, if you're thinking about, you know, the, the father of science, you know, or, or when we say science of medicine, I mean, Hippoc Hippocrates, why can't I say that right now? I mean, he's my Greek man. I should know how to say this very well. Um, but when you're thinking this has been something, obviously, that has been important and has shown such benefit. And as a personal experience, when I used to work for a company, that was my role and my job was virtually, you know, getting a lot of healthcare providers that were interested in working with some pharmaceutical companies who were really trying to push a drug on someone, um, especially when they have comorbidities and what can exercise do in conjunction or without medicine and for some of these individuals. And, you know, again, they were trying to get a drug approved by the F, you know, the, um, what is it? The FF or FC. FDA. FDA. Why am I saying, oh what is wrong with me today? Anyway, the <laughs> FDA, but, but, you know, what can exercise do as well? And in all reality, when you're looking at the results, the individuals that included exercise along with the drug and people actually that included exercise, even without the drug, there was a positive benefit for both. And, you know, these, some of these individuals had never exercised with a true exercise program before. And again, we stayed within our scope of practice. We had to obviously follow very specific protocols because again, this was a, um, you know, a, a pharmaceutical study that had to be done a very, very specific way. And we all had to follow the rules and regulations to make sure that we weren't breaking any kind of protocols in order to get something passed or not. But, oh, in all reality, it was very beneficial because of the positive, you know, how people felt they had, they had more, more energy. They got, they wanted to get up and feel better. And they, they were not happy within the first couple of weeks, which all of us have been there. If you've never, you know, haven't worked out in even, I don't know, a month and you say, okay, you know what, I'm going to get back on my exercise regimen. You will definitely be probably more sore than if you continued onto a program. So some of these individuals that had really never worked before um, or worked out before. It was um, it was eye opening, but it was also super rewarding for me as well as all the trainers that were like involved in order to see that. Right. So, Wendy, you know, I'm going to when it comes to your personal training background, I'm sure you've gotten many referrals from doctors, right? Mm -hmm. Well, doctors telling their patients, hey, you need to exercise, right? Whether it's because of um, body composition, they're being, they're overweight, the blood pressure was high, heart rate was high. Um, when somebody doesn't come from the physician side of things, but they, but when you're doing your assessments on them, you're doing your heart rate, you're doing the body composition, you're doing their overall, you know, just your, your regular health and health and medical intake. Um, is there ever a time where you say, hey, you know what, before we get started, we should get you checked out first to make sure that things are okay for you to, to do here when you're with me in the gym. Well, you know, they always say when, when, when in doubt refer out, I absolutely follow that because, you know, my job is to do no harm. And if I'm really uncertain and there's some questionable, um, you know, information that I'm getting either verbally or seeing in their movement patterns or just something that maybe doesn't, 
doesn't seem right. Um, I, you know, I always say, when was the last time you had a physical? Was there any, you know, any indication of, you know, any problems that I should be aware of? You have to really dive deep because medication can play a role. Sometimes people start a new medication and if they've already taken other types of medication, how do they, you know, how do they work together or do they not work together? You know, has there been a change in how they're feeling? And if so, what is that change? Has there been like a significant weight gain that all of a sudden, happened within just months of each other? Or is this something that happened over time? You know, plus, I, you know, I've shared the story before, I actually had someone start working out. And, you know, we were doing something as basic as a floor bridge laying down, just lifting the hips up and down. And when she, when she would get up from that motion, she would get really dizzy and felt like she was going to be like deathly sick. And that should never happen. Something I wasn't exerting her, you know, by making her run or do some kind of power step ups or, you know, putting her on a treadmill and having her sprint. This was something that was a very, you know, beginner type exercise to try to work on realignment of the hips. There was no indication from anything that she had said to me prior that this could be, you know, like a red flag. And so because this happened more than once, I just asked her to go see her doctor and she called me that night and they did emergency surgery and she had a brain aneurysm that was getting ready to rupture. So um, she's like, you saved my life, which I didn't. It was just, hey, this is not normal. Um, please just get this checked out. And I think I scared her enough that she went just right then. And if not, it could have could have it could have been really bad. Yeah. And I, I've had situation uh, situations, but one situation that comes to mind was I had you know, a medical intake or a fitness and wellness goals assessment. And I said, you know what, it's been three years since you've gone to your doctor and done your, because a lot of, for, for us here in the U.S., especially, we don't go to the doctor unless something's wrong, right? So from that vantage point, you know, I, I've, I've in my past come across people that it's been some time since they've seen anybody get their blood pressure, heart rate, all that stuff checked out, blood profiles. And one guy said, hey, you got to get checked out. Just, I mean, he was okay. He was borderline on some things. Heart rate was a little high. Um, body mass index was was a little high. So, you know, you should get checked out. Just, just, just see what's going on. And next thing you know, he comes back and he says, hey, my, my cholesterol was through the roof. Triglycerides were up. Um, blood pressure was up. So he found himself now on a bunch of medication. I'll say a bunch, maybe three different things you had to get um, uh, prescriptions for. Um, but the thing about that is it wasn't as immediate as that story that you just told. But uh, this his situation was he was on a he was on a, a regimen of, of medications for blood pressure, cholesterol and one other thing. And, you know, over time, it was one of those things where he was off of one and then decreased in the mm -hmm. medication on another. So when we talk about exercise medication or medicine, we're not talking about totally eliminating medicine from, from your protocol, what it takes for you to be within normal to healthy ranges. We're just saying that, you know, in a lot of cases, if you're watching yourself, if you're addressing the issues that are contributing to why you might need medicine, you might be able to eliminate it overall. I mean, I've seen mm -hmm. that happen, especially for cholesterol. So if you can get your HDL where it needs to be an overall total cholesterol down to where it needs to be just because you've managed your weight, you're eating better, more fruits and vegetables, all the things that we've talked about in other, in other podcast recordings, 
um, you can address the issues that are contributing to why you might need something. But if it's something like blood pressure, that which could be a you know which could be you know uh, something that's genetic, you're predisposed, and you just haven't quite hit the markers that um, would be considered safe. Then you know you might still be on blood pressure medicine for the rest of your life. But in some cases, I've seen you can decrease um, the amount that you need right when it comes to what it takes to be considered healthier within normal ranges so when it comes to this aspect of of movement and how it might affect your body when it comes to your need for for medication we're not talking about all the time getting it out of your life totally but it could mean a significant difference in the dosage uh that you might need to be within those healthy ranges yeah. And I mean, you know, again, I've, I can talk about so many positive stories. I, you know, had someone that came in that was, she had osteopenia and she was, you know, she felt really deflated. She was, you know, she was not overweight. She was a smaller, smaller woman. And she's like, I don't understand, you know, I've always been active, but she really wasn't active doing different types of weightlifting, which obviously that's important for bone density. And so we put her on just, you know, we followed the OPT model and she ended up being one of my strongest and craziest clients that could do things. And I'm like, you, you go girl. And she was, she was older in age and um, she came back and she's like, you're not going to believe this. Like where she was, you know, like showing all these results with her bone density, just by incorporating exercise two times a week, really being very specific in her programming and movement, really focusing on quality of movement. Um, you know, her results changed. But then on the flip side, you know, someone like my dad, my dad was, you know, he went for walks every day, played golf every day and was doing that. And then unfortunately, you know, because his wife got sick and ill, he had to take care of her. So now his balance is terrible. He's his, he went and got his physical, his heart, you know, blood, uh, blood pressure now was like higher. I mean, things in his markers that were never, ever in his entire lifetime, been an issue are now, you know, he's borderline or running high. And it's because he had to decrease what he needed to do for, you know, being a caretaker and he had to be with her 24 seven. And so, you know, I think personally, I know exercise is super important. It helps to like, to your point, mentally, physically, you know, and, and then we can see the numbers. I mean, if we just look at data, but, you know, I think one thing that I really love and I was excited about doing this particular podcast, when we talk about exercise as medicine, you know, now when you're talking to physicians before they just want to prescribe something, if they notice that there's something that might, you know, exercise could play a role, they're willing to write scripts. They're willing to work with physical therapists. Physical therapists are then once insurance stops paying, they want them to continue. Then you're starting to really work with your different trainers and your network. And so it can be passed down. And now because there's more awareness and more doctors are talking about exercise, I think that to me shows a huge change in where our industry is headed, um, especially if you get the right doctor. So that's important as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that we kind of, I don't say, I don't want to say neglect, but I, I think that especially in this day and time, um, when we talk about um, obesity and adolescence, um, you know, that's, you know, the d disease through inactivity, um, is happening so much younger these days. It's just it's just astounding the amount of kids that we have. You know, teens. You can't call it. Um, you know, what, what's the term? Uh, when adult onset. Adult onset. I mean, it's it's adult on, onset diabetes now is happening at a much younger 
age to where it's now it's just you know you have these 10 year olds that are 200 250 plus pounds because of poor nutrition poor diet no exercise um technology <laughs> hours and hours of screen time right technology is just it's just it's taking its toll but now you think you know you have these 14 15 year olds that are having to be on medicine right because they have you know they're not like you know when we were kids right you just you know knock on doors and say hey can can johnny can you know can Sherman come out and play? You know, it's it's not like that anymore. You're not going outside. So you're you're missing out on all that activity and what we would call exercise is just play um, from that vantage point. So now you have these this younger set that is already learning to to accept, okay, well, I just gotta take my pill and now I'm gonna be, you know, it's gonna take care of what's what you know what's ailing me. But for the most part, we just gotta get kids moving and and looking at you know exercise as medicine as 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 being a preventative medicine, um, especially when it comes to okay, well, if this is where you are now at 10, 12, 15 years old, yeah, what's your life projecting out to when you're, you know, when you're in your 40s and 50s? When a lot, you know, when that used to be the the age range, right? With our 40 year old clients, that's when they start getting low back pain, and that's when they start getting the blood profiles or the the blood work done that that now need medical, you know, intervention. Well, and I think it's important though too. You know, that's where we as as um, parents, as adults, as you know, healthcare providers, in whatever capacity you want to look at that. Like I said, whether it's personal training, whether it's a physician, whether it's you know PTs. I mean, we all have to really kind of live and enforce that. I mean, with, with my son, he is that guy that still goes across the street and knocks on the door with, we have like, we live in a cul-de-sac. I do live in a more of the burbs. And so where our neighborhood is big and he does go out and ride his bike and they're jumping on trampolines and they're doing, you know, things that a six-year-old should do and things that I grew up doing, riding the bikes. You know, I know a lot of times, you know, especially in different cities, that's not an option, but you know, I think really trying to embrace and spending time with your kids doing exercises and talking about it. I mean, you know, my my son and I were were doing some core exercises the other day and it was it, it was funny. Like both of us were cracking up because he he was like trying to figure out what I was asking him to do and trying to teach a six year old. If you haven't done that mm -hmm. is actually hilarious. And then um, and then he's like, well, you show me. And so then he's making fun of me. So it was actually really good bonding time. And it forced him to not want to be on like the screens or watch some of the TV shows before bed. It was actually us spending good family time together, but doing something together. And I think, you know, when we think of exercise as medicine, it starts at home. We have to really embrace it because we know, unfortunately, in schools, it's being pulled out. Some of the initiatives that we had, Ken, when you and I were younger, they're no longer an option. You know, our parents that used to work in farms and, you know, walk uphill both ways, you know, to and from school, which I have never understood. But, you know, whatever stories, you know, we're not doing some of the manual labor that we used to because technology has stepped in. People are so busy, you know, trying to find time. Um, with work and our hours are longer, stress is higher. So, you know, you have to take care of yourself, but you also have to make it an initiative for your family to move because exercise is medicine starting at a young age. And like you said, translation over time, if you don't do anything now, you don't tell anyone to do it later on it could lead to health issues that could have been prevented. So preventable medicine is really, really important. That's right. And you're listening to both Wendy Batts and myself, Ken Miller, on Random Fit, and we're talking about exercise is medicine. 
Um, and I th and I think uh, you know the the definition of medicine can be expanded uh, from the standpoint of you know we talk about uh, fall prevention and you know the effects of okay if we're if we're working on strength we're working on balance and you mentioned core um, and you think about all cause morta uh, mortality or all cause deaths um, you know fall prevention especially in the later years is something that I think doesn't get enough, doesn't get enough, um, uh, no, don't say exposure, exposure, <laughs> attention. That was, that's the word. Thanks, Wendy. Uh, so I, I think we can expand, you know, exercise from a preventative standpoint and that fact that you mentioned osteoporosis and, and the situation is with, with, with some older, uh, adults, when it comes to bone density, it's not about falling and then breaking your hip. It's about breaking your hip and then falling, right? Mm -hmm. So so getting somebody to the point where they're strong enough, they've built up enough bone density to, to prevent something like a fall. And I think, you know, that thought process can carry over to other things too. Like you said, if, you know, if, if you feel stronger and you feel more capable and able, you're going to go out for a walk. You're going to go out. And I had just had one of my clients, Sharon, tell me, I got to cancel my, my workout tomorrow. I'm like, like, why are you canceling your workouts? Like, well, I went on a seven miler, seven mile hike, you know, with the dog and the family. It's like, hey, you know, you can cancel on me all day long, every day of the week, if that's why you're canceling, right? Because you're doing something that, you know, you're getting fresh air, you're getting exercise, uh, the, 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 the psychological, the social aspect of it, you know, you're laughing. And she, she eventually told me that, yeah, so we had a great time, you know, had some laughs, had some giggles, spent some family time, you know, and just the endorphin alone, the, the effect of, of having a good time and enjoying yourself and that being a de-stressor when it comes to, okay, how are we going to break up the, you know, being be these four walls, lifting the weights and throwing med balls. Now that's going to have 10 times multiple benefit than working out if you're outside. So having somebody strong, capable, they have, you know, good conditioning that they can go out seven, you know, three and a half miles out, three and a half miles back, then, you know, that in and of itself, that's, that's going to take care of a lot of things compared to what medicine can do for you. I'm laughing because, you know, you get that and your clients went on a seven mile hike. I had someone cancel and this is a true story. She was my last client for the day. You know, I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to pick something up at a restaurant and then I'm going to head home. And I, you know, closed down the gym, did all, all the things I needed to do to, you know, get ready and prepared for the next day. And then I went to grab some food and saw her there with three other women having glasses of wine <laughs> for happy hour. I'm like, dude, you're fired. <laughs> so, you know, but she was like, I got to cancel because something came up with work. But then after yeah. that, I'm going to go and do this, this and this. And I promise you, I'm going to get this done. As soon as I leave work, I'm like, oh, so how was your workout? She's like, I hate myself. And I'm, I'm going to dread seeing you on Monday morning. And my response was, instead of having empathy, like I understood why, but she lied to me. So, you know what? Fair game. Monday morning, it was not an easy workout for her. And uh, you know what? She never canceled again. So the thing is, is you have to make it a priority. I think at the end of the day, you know, um, get your annuals and your physicals and everything done. I did not do that for a couple of years. And when I went back and got mine um, done 
um, a couple months ago, my physician, actually, I had to wait to get back on her books because there's a certain amount of time if you don't go every year where they think you're no longer a patient. So I had to wait an additional seven months from the day that I called to get my annual physical because I had to then start over as a new patient. So I will never do that again. And I'm going to make sure, you know, I've already set up my next year's appointment. Guys, it's really important to know your numbers. It's really important to stay on track of yourself. You're the only person that's going to take care of yourself. Exercise is medicine. So just be smart in your exercise choices and just realize long-term benefit, just doing a little bit of something, as Rick Ritchie says, a little bit of something's better than a whole lot of nothing. And even if it's a little bit at a time, it's better than, than just sitting at home doing just nothing. So start small and work your way up and then make make it enjoyable with the family yeah whenever possible whenever possible definitely get that uh, social aspect about it um I th and i think the one takeaway i want to put out there is the fact that you know when you exercise you know if you're doing something from a cardio conditioning side of of things you know whether it's run outside or on the on the skill roll whatever it is or resistance training you know the research does support that when you incorporate both resistance training and uh, some kind of cardiorespiratory activity, those two combined are a lot better than each one separate when it comes to improving the health condition and, and being able to stave off disease or at least, you know, decrease the need for medical intervention. So I think you do need to take like a multi-pronged approach to, you know, to taking those steps to make you feel better. But I think, uh, Wendy, I think we, we put some context to this to the phrase exercise. We say it so often, basically every every episode we record on Random Fit. Um, but to, to put some context to it, it's like, you know what? It's, it's It does take that long-term view. Um, we're not trying to supplement medical advice. We're just saying, hey, the research out there and overall, you know, do something, move, get out there. Yes, for sure. Well, Ken, this was fun. So thank you for, uh, for, you know, sharing your knowledge, if you will. <laughs> oh, well. Do what I can. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> so for all of those, uh, all of you that are listening to this episode of Random Fit, uh, we appreciate you as always. But uh, like, follow, subscribe, uh, share and download. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And we'll definitely get that on the show next time. So until next time, everybody, take care and be well. You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media.